0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: It's a Dapper devil production, see? Hello, folks.
0: Oh, welcome back to Glee! Aggressive. Aggressive!
1: Ooh, that one felt sweet. Um, I feel like we have to have some full disclosure here. Um... So, right now, we're here, we're back, and we're discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Yep. titled Preggers. They really put it all out there. Uh, originally aired September 23rd, 2009. Um, oh,
0: right before my birthday. Right before my <laughs> your birthday.
1: You're coming of age with this show. Um, you know. We may have already talked about Praggers once, and a very sad um, situation involving a, a mysteriously lost recording might have happened who's good to say whose fault it was it certainly was mine uh it's gone it happens
0: in previous podcasts we've lost entire hour-long interviews and episodes like we did a whole test episode i think that got like lost because we just fucked it up um but it happens and you know
1: so it's only episode four (laughs) if we sound a little more familiar with this episode that might be why yeah. Um we've already had some conversations, but I will also say there's still a lot to talk about.
0: There is. I feel like to re talk about this is like is I feel I'm, i I already feel like I'm coming at it from a different point of view already.
1: Yeah, um, we have yeah. time on our side. Um so I'm excited to talk about preggers. Um which opens with the most iconically opening. Like when people talk about Glee, this is the opening, which is the single ladies dance, and it's performed yes, it by Kurt in a unitard, full body unitard, glitter, uh, glove like Michael Jackson. Don't know why you were referencing Michael Jackson in the Beyonce music video, but
0: does she have like a? Uh, is the glove a thing? Maybe in the video. Sorry.
1: Um, let me look up Beyonce single ladies, yeah. and then also Tina Cohen Chang, the wonderful Jenna Ushkowitz, and Heather yes. Morris and Brittany. Um. Brittany was like Heather Morris was literally brought on to this show to to teach them this dance. Like, this is why she's here. Oh yeah, she's wearing sort of a robot hand in this single video. Right. So okay. the
0: glove is not completely Fine. like out of canon or whatever.
1: I'll take it. So watching Heather Morris dance is a pleasure a hundred percent of the time, right?
0: Absolutely. And also, Tina is killing it. She
1: really is.
0: Like, I know we like we've already talked about Justice for Tina, but like this is a little bit of Justice for Tina. Like she is just killing this dance. It really just
1: feels like like Jenna Ushkowitz is clearly very good at her job. And I don't know if that's always recognized by uh everyone, but Sure. But uh she's but we're recognizing it here. We're recognizing it here. She's doing a good job. She's having fun. Um and we love to see it. We love to see the single ladies dance. Especially um,
0: since Kurt got the little like bang maneuver in there. Ooh,
1: bangs. Just to sell a bang. He's looking exactly. beautiful Exactly.
0: Um also like I feel like this implies that um Brittany is nice. Right. Because we have I I I only want to call them by their like real person names. We have Santana and um Quinn, who are mm-hmm. like the sort of quintessential bitchy cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that old trope. But Brittany is hanging out with, like, with the... With Yeah, like, two of the, like, sort of, quote, losers. Except, the like, losers. I, can't, I can't unhear Annette Storkman saying, everyone here deserves to be bullied, I'm rooting for the cheerleaders. It's just
1: She's goals. right. Um, yeah, so, like, I'd love to imagine the conversation that happened at school where somehow those three people end up in Kurt's basement doing the single ladies dance
0: <laughs> how did they end up all talking together without Brittany being like crucified by the other two I have two? a
1: feeling like, like I would imagine it's something like Kurt being like Tina you have to come help me record the single ladies dance you're the best I don't want to hang out with Rachel because who would and right you're the you're the second best dancer I know um and then Britney overhears this during Glee rehearsal and was like wait a minute I love Beyonce and the single ladies dance let me come I'm really good at it and Kurt was like, I guess. You seem harmless <laughs> enough.
0: Awesome. Um, and then we actually meet Kurt's dad for the first time,
1: Bert. Kurt's dad, whose name is Bert. I also like the narrative that in the delivery room, Bert Hummel was like, ah, a son. Oh, uh, what do you want to name him? And you're just like, Ugh, well, my name's Bert so what
0: What rhymes with Bert yeah like he went through the alphabet but like because C also has that hard K sound he he came up with something really fast
1: yeah he's like oh Kurt perfect yeah Um, Bert and Kurt
0: Bert and Kurt and um this scene it's like it's silly it like Tina is his quote-unquote girlfriend in this um he
1: slaps her on the ass
0: yeah now um He's on the football team he, make, he makes up this lie that he's on the football team And um it's what all the football team Uh players are Wearing nowadays is these unitards
1: <laughs> Which they should be Yeah yeah he basically is like I'm doing this for sports and then Brittany is like yes he's on the football team He's the kicker because as a cheerleader she obviously Knows sports terms that none of the yeah. rest of them know And a kicker like makes... is apparently a small boy On a football exactly. team um, Who
0: knew <laughs> Right we, I learned something from this um <laughs> And um, honestly, like, something about the scene, as silly as it was, also made me feel really sad for everybody involved. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I, I, I. Yeah.
1: It really felt like no one, at least within the family, like, of it all, was able to, like, say what they really wanted to say in that moment. Like, everyone yeah. knew. Everyone in this situation knows that they're just lying to each other to make each other f- basically feel better. Right. And they don't want to be doing that. But every party knows it's. This is
0: it's where they're happen.
1: at yeah like this is where they're at
0: um and then cut to Lama's class with oh terry God. and will and terry's sister kendra, kendra right that's her sister
1: yes kendra
0: this is this scene was fucking wild
1: it really is because he's like, like they're practicing you know baby breathing sure um kendra's like just sitting on the couch with i think a glass of wine which respect like sure. just giving like offhand coaching comments
0: yeah and like as she said making it sound worse than it is
1: yes and she goes to be like let me show you how to massage the gash bubbles out of your stomach um and terry like flips out and sends will off to make a blt which is the sandwich you send someone off to make when you're trying to buy time because they have to cook bacon exactly which is like i mean
0: terry's clever terry's clever here
1: and reveals her ruse to her shitty, shitty sister.
0: Yes. Um. These poor, like... I guess, like, maybe the poor, like, actresses that had to play these roles because these roles are so just so shitty. But, like... And my roommate and I were talking about this last night. Like, I felt bad for Jessalyn Gilsig in this scene mm-hmm. who, like, is kind of having this, like, emotional... um, Really emotional... Almost breakdown, this really tough time because she knows that she's dug herself into this lie. Yeah. Um, and she knows that the baby is really the only thing keeping their marriage together. Yep. And is, like, genuinely really concerned about it. She doesn't want to lose Will. He's already one foot out the door. Yep. And so, like, I felt bad for Jesslyn Gilsig. Um, I think that's her name. I, forgive yep. me Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing anything. But, like, I still... It's, like... But also, like, fuck Terry at the same time? Like, So, like,
1: yeah. Well, first of all, the fact that Terry has managed to acquire a fake baby bump which I'm sure you can buy on right. Amazon, but, like, she's had to acquire one, which is not something that most people have to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I also, I also just made myself laugh because, um, if you have, like, an Amazon speaker and you buy stuff from Amazon, it gives you a notification that says, like, a package was delivered today that included, and then it will list some of the items. Like, once it told me like a package was delivered today and it included shoes and I was like I wasn't trying to like hide that I had bought new shoes but I didn't need them so I didn't need it the Alexa announcing to our whole household so I'm now just imagining it like oh Will Schuster being like Glee 2020 Will Schuster comes in and is like oh we have a package delivered like, your, your Amazon package came and it included a fake baby bump and then the show would be over.
0: The show would be done right there. We would just be like following just Leah Michelle being annoying and Finn being really fucking stupid for some reason.
1: Yeah, welcome to my if Glee Happened in 2020 um sidebar.
0: I do um, love that segment. I I'm happy to have the segment recur as much as possible.
1: Um but yeah, Kendra's shitty. So Kendra's this shitty really, This also somewhat humanizes Terry to me though, in a way that so she's obviously We've talked about her being, like, shrill. But right. this kind of means she's also, like... And she acted impulsively when she... Because she was definitely planning to tell Will that it was not a real baby. But panicked because she saw, like, her marriage dying. And so she was like, right. it's a boy. I'm having a baby. I'll, fi- I'll fix this some other way. And her way was to fuck him a lot while he sang acapella, which no one liked. Um, <laughs> but now yep. she's, like still over her head and she's basically just being sort of weirdly manipulated by her if not smarter than some like basically i don't know more
0: malevolent
1: yeah so it kind of plays switches her from someone who's like this shrill conniving wife to this sort of like this kind of just dumb wife who's being swept up in this weird scheme that her sister's cooking up
0: right and like the implication at the end of the scene is, like, we have to steal a baby.
1: Like, I, it is episode four,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> we're already on
1: steal-a-baby energy.
0: <laughs> we have six like, seasons still to go.
1: Give Glee some credit that they were like, you know what? Episode four, baby stealing. This is, if not stealing, they're buying it. This feels very
0: on-brand for Ryan Murphy. Um, so, you know... Consistency, And then my roommate actually brought up this great point, which was, um, how did they end up together anyway?
1: Will and Terry? Yes. So they were high school sweethearts. Mm. Um, they, like, they went, like, presumably Terry watched him perform disco in 93 in the winning regionals. Um, right. And from what I think the subtext were supposed to gather is she was hot, and so... Will was like, this is a woman I want to date because she's hot and, like, she's blonde and she might have been, like, a cheerleader or something like that. And sure. he, And, like, at the time, Glee Club was, like, kick-ass because they won, so he was, they like, were like a, a sexy male performer.
0: They were, like, the Finn and Quinn of their day.
1: Yeah. And so, like, I read an, an article, like, a review of last episode, Acapella's, where they really said, like, this is what... It was, like, Will thinks his wife is hot, and Terry likes watching him perform like he used to in the old days, so, like, that's what their sure. marriage was, and okay. now We don't have... Like, Terry's still hot, I guess. Yeah. But Will's now just a sad teacher, and she can only get assistant management work at sheets mm. and things, so things are yeah. rough. Yeah.
0: Things are rough. But then we go to the cafeteria, the teacher's lounge. Yes. Um, we learn that Emma is a local news junkie, which, as her... Who, um, what's the football coach's name again? I forget.
1: Ken Tanaka.
0: Ken, Ken. Okay. Ken?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Um, like the
1: like the Barbie opposite. <laughs>
0: um and so um Ken points out, yes, it's because you can experience tragedy from the safety of your condo.
1: Oh god. That's like it's true, but you don't have to say it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was like that's like not funny haha, but funny like, huh?
1: Yeah, like um, thank you. Thank you so much, honey, for exposing my insecurities to my workplace. Right.
0: Especially to the to the end game, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we learned that Sue has her own segment on local news, local news, which which is fucking wild.
1: Sue's corner.
0: Sue's corner. Um, talking about how um, we just should reinstate caning, which like. Karina and I have talked about this before, like, if we had watched this episode, like, even six months earlier, even six weeks earlier, it would have hit so much differently.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so the note is here that the Sue's coroner joke, which is Sue getting on local news and making these very, like, wild statements, like, let's let's do more caning, really played better in the Obama era, which is when this was coming out.
0: Because yeah. then it
1: was like, haha, funny joke. Could never be true. You would never imagine people getting on the news and saying wildly inflammatory things like this.
0: Enter 2016. Uh oh. But I will say, like, I-, I objectively think that the end of that segment, yes we cane, is fucking gold.
1: <laughs> See, that's a that joke. That was gold. That's a joke. I can put on my 2009 glasses and remember what thing, what times were like and be like, that's a good joke.
0: Because, you know, like, they were just chilling in the writer's room just doing their thing, and, like, someone just, like, jokingly said, yes, we can, am I right? And then Ryan Murphy was like, I have an idea.
1: Honestly, it might have been Ryan Murphy's, like, idea, because him and two other guys were the only writers for this whole first three right. seasons. So. And now she's, she's signing autographs down
0: at the donut hole, um... She reads The Other Teachers for Filth, which I think like it's awful, but I also think it's really funny, like, if nothing else because because um she's like or going to the salon every week to get my hair permed at Will Schuster. Yes. Which like that was funny. The the mental illness joke at Emma, not so much, but you know.
1: We've talked about it. This show has a lot of problems when dealing with both, like, mental health and, like, all sorts of ableism and weird things like that. But right. making fun of Will Schuster for having his hair permed is evergreen. That's always funny. It's
0: evergreen. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: That will never go out of style. In fact, That I think will never it might go be, out of style. Especially, especially now that Matthew style.
0: Morrison has made a resurgence in 2020.
1: Not in a good way, I would say.
0: All the more reason.
1: Not to according to Gen Z. Gen Z hates Matthew Morrison.
0: Apparently. But speaking of Gen Z, now this wouldn't be- Gen, Would this be Gen Z- who? Like the 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 Glee Club kids are they it's Gen a show, Z?
1: I mean, no, because they're all old. They're all like our age or older. Um, yeah. No, so, I meant like the characters. I mean, yes, if Glee was taking place today, it would be Gen Z. But because if we're putting it in the era in which it came out, they're millennials because they're Got supposed it. to be okay. our age.
0: Well, then not speaking of Gen Z, but speaking of Will and the Glee Club. Yep. Tina gets the solo for tonight from West yes! Side Story,
1: and we love that for her.
0: And we love that for her. But my note here is, oh no, West Side Story, because, the qu- because of everything Rachel Berry said, including Natalie Wood was a Jew, you know? Which is like...
1: Yeah, but riddle- you're missing the
0: point. <laughs> this whole thing is just riddled with wrongness.
1: First of all, the point, is, it's like four yards away. You've missed it entirely. Secondly, yeah. if I'm correct, Natalie Woods didn't sing as in West Side Story. So- That's correct. Her being Jewish has nothing to do on who should be able to sing it because she sure didn't.
0: Also, like Natalie Wood, white. Yep. Leah Michelle Rachel Berry, white.
1: Yeah, and uh, art reflects life because Leah Michelle definitely did an interview. I double checked where she was. Like, I was just, I auditioned for the role of Maria when they revived West Side Story, and I was just devastated. I didn't get it. I even learned Spanish, and Yikes. was like, "Oh, honey, you're still white."
0: Right. I mean, I that, I guess that was the revival where, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda translated half of it, like, yeah. into actual Spanish, correct? Yes. I mean, doesn't excuse it, but like, yikes.
1: I mean, definitely, it was certainly, from my understanding, being revived to, like, feature a cast of Latinx people. Absolutely. Like, um, <laughs> so... they're...
0: Their Maria was from Argentina. Yeah. Um. And Karen Olivo won the Tony for playing Anita, who is um,
1: oh hell yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it was like I, that's like the hell one like yeah. one of those performances I wish I could have seen because I fucking love Karen Olivo and I think she's, if I'm correct in remembering, I think she's like half Mexican, mm-hmm. um, or Puerto Rican. Forget, forgive me. I probably should have like come more prepared with that. Anyway, um,
1: the point is it shouldn't have gone to Leah Michelle because she's still white. Also, right. fun fact, my high school wouldn't do West Head Story because we were too white.
0: That's smart of your high school.
1: It caused a lot of uproar when people were, like, we are being too politically correct. Because it was back in, like, 2006 or 2007 that this came up. When people... Sure, but, like,
0: good foresight.
1: Yeah, and then but then we did AIDA, so...
0: Oh, bad foresight.
1: <laughs> so, really... <laughs> oh. so, we oh. tried, and then we stopped trying, I guess. And then...
0: Leah Michelle gets so mad that she storms out of rehearsal and Artie says one of the greatest lines so far, which is, the more time she storms out of rehearsal, the less impact it has.
1: And he's right.
0: And he's right.
1: Yeah, like, this is shitty. Like, it's Rachel being like, I should be the star always. And he- at the end of episode two, Will says to her, you're not always going to be the star, and apparently- that didn't resonate with her at all because she's like, "No, I just des- I deserve this." Which she clearly blocked that yucky. out. Yeah,
0: but then um, we but then we see Kurt trying out for the football team. He's
1: auditioning for the football team. He's auditioning. My
0: mistake. I'm so sorry, guys. Kurt is auditioning for the role of kicker, which is hilarious. Mm. Um, somehow, their kicker got to twelve games with zero kicks.
1: You know, it's your typical bad high school football team narrative.
0: Right they, they mentioned needed, like the Sue right Sylvester boy. mentions this is the worst um, the worst football team in the state.
1: Nice. Um, Ohio's not a small state So exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> Kurt has this great line my body's like a rum chocolate souffle if I don't warm it upright, it doesn't rise, which is that's great. I love that.
1: I love this plot this it's very sweet like clearly, Finn pulled some strings to get him onto like the field in the first place, which is showing that he's still a good dude, even though he was very recently participating in dumpster throwing of Kurt. So we don't yep. we don't love that, but um he's trying to make amends. Um, Kurt being a surprisingly good kicker, like warms my little heart. Right. Everyone's so like he's doing it his way his way involves beyonce love it which
0: yeah he does the single ladies dance into kicking that football like through the goalpost and, my understanding
1: um, is he kicks it great
0: yeah and um the the coach even says like can you do that like with like blah 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 blah, blah ten gorillas bearing down on you and his response is sounds like fun
1: <laughs> it's so good yeah and he's like as long as you let me have my music and they're like yeah if right. you can kick like that we'll give you anything
0: Absolutely. Uh so you've got um, your
1: very beautiful sports suddenly Glee is sports show for a little bit.
0: Exactly, and exactly. I'm here for it. And then we go to Sue's office, mm-hmm. where apparently she has taken a pro- a pro littering stance, again, probably very funny in twenty ten. Yep. Um her character game here is strong. Like just like the whole her whole shtick is just so on point in this episode.
1: Yeah, like, Jane Lynch is really killing it.
0: Um, but we get some stakes here, at least from the Sue Sylvester plotline, which is um, her, I guess, her TV producer comes in, notes how the cheerleaders are defecting to show choir, and in order to, like, keep on keeping on, they need to win nationals. Right. Which is going to be hard because Quinn is pregnant!
1: Bam bum, bum, bum! This is where the episode bomb drops. It is called yep. Preggers, so I guess... Well, I don't know. I guess if you saw the title of the episode, you wouldn't assume that this is what it's talking about, considering there's right. already been a pregnancy plotline. Exactly.
0: Yes,
1: Quinn pulls Finn aside and tells him, in a crowded hallway, which is risky, and you're like, yeah. just hanging out by the lockers. And she drops at the bomb that she is pregnant. He goes all fuzzy-brained. Excellent sound work here, where he's not yeah. really listening. Um, yeah. And then asks how, because they have not had sex. Yup. And this is... Yep. Oof.
0: I will say, like, that... So, uh, Quinn claims... Uh, so, they cut to him... They cut to them, like, making out in the hot tub. And, like, as we... As mentioned in, um, episode two, Cinco de Mayo. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Finn just... In the
1: hot tub. Oh.
0: Busts in the hot tub. And Which, apparently, like, um... Gross. I know it's it's it feels really uncomfortable to talk about for some reason um yeah but apparently quote Sper- hot tub makes the sperm swim faster which you know like, red flag much
1: first of all am I remembering correctly that Quinn says Ash Jeeves says that hot tubs are the perfect temperature they for the sperm so. to swim
0: but also like my favorite part of this episode was during that flashback where like he's clearly like unable to control himself and Quinn just goes think of the male, think, think of the male."
1: Uh, nothing like some casual, maybe, like, postman murder to calm down your moment. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God.
1: My only note here is just, like, pregnant bomb, and then it just says jizzing in a hot tub, um, which is about (laughs) how I feel about this. Um, I'm confused if this is supposed to be, like, commentary on, like, their growing narrative of Finn is pretty dumb. Because, as we t- discussed, he's not the brightest. Or, if this is commentary on, like, the sex ed system in Ohio, maybe it's a little bit of both. Like, Finn is I particularly dumb. I could see it being dumb. a little bit of
0: both, but, like, but Finn is particularly dumb.
1: But also, they probably aren't getting a solid sex education where they are based on context clues.
0: Exactly. And then we go to Sandy's house.
1: Oh, God.
0: This was uncomfortable
1: <laughs> everything about this scene was so much i mean opening up on him talking about his little like baby dolls anytime you have a character <laughs> who's too into baby dolls you know it's gonna be a, a weird time. that's a
0: red flag that's a big fucking red flag flown high into the sky a tiny um, like
1: definitely supposed to be asian inspired silk robe right it doesn't come down nearly far enough
0: juxtaposed with Sue Sylvester's full Adidas tracksuits, like, I appreciated that, though. Yeah. Um, and, like, she says something like, it's one beat away from, like, finding bones in a shallow grave, and I laughed. That was really funny.
1: What got me was when he's like, oh, the tea's done, and his tea kettle's whistling, and he starts to whistle along with it, like, in the (laughs) same tune, and I'm like, that's a weird thing to do, sir. Yeah. Please don't do that. (laughs) I don't like it.
0: Um, And she's just perfect here because, like, as wild as Sue Sylvester is, to see her playing the straight character in a scene, it's just somehow equally as brilliant.
1: They were like, put her in a room with this guy and she'll be the sane one. When every other time she's supposed to be the one you're like, whoa, this woman's crazy. But now you're like, oh no, it can get worse. together
0: they set out to destroy the glee club. Which they can do because she has given Sandy the arts administration position in the school because she blackmailed the principal based on an, like...
1: An airline safety video. An airline
0: safety video. Um, so now, all of a sudden, this pedophile is allowed back on the grounds again.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to... I would say... That the principal should be more worried about letting a pedophile back on his school grounds more so than people seeing him putting on compression socks.
0: (laughs) Exactly, like you would think priorities, guys.
1: Sir, I think your expectations are wrong. Yeah. So yes, he's now the arts director, which means he has full artistic control over the school. And they have a plot, which is to destroy Glee Club by taking away Rachel Berry. And
0: how are they going to do that? Four words.
1: Liza, Minnelli, Celine, Celine, Dion. Dion.
0: Which cuts to apparently Rachel Berry's cabaret audition.
1: Yeah. Sure. Which
0: like the requirements are sing a Celine Dion song of your choice.
1: Sing your favorite Celine Dion song to audition for Cabaret. And she
0: sings um I, I have I have it here as What Do You Say, but I'm I was told taking that's not chances. the right taking chances. Which like that's that was genuinely wonderful. I know, like all the music, like all the recordings on Glee are mega produced and everything, but
1: that I it was an it.
0: excellent cover of a In song terms that is
1: of Rachel Berry ballads. Like I'm fine with this one.
0: I loved it. Um yeah. And so, surprise, surprise, she's Sally Bowles.
1: Yes, of course. Immediately, like they don't even they she ends her audition and they're like, "You're Sally Bowles." Which, if you were anything a normal person you might see that this is a plot because I don't think that's how it works even in high school theater for someone it, to finish no. an audition and be like you got it baby like, Right. that seems like it only happens in weird 50s movies
0: and in Glee now and in Glee. Um, then we get to this whole uh, Will Schuster uh, Rachel Berry exchange
1: <sighs> Yeah, I had some problems with this in this sort of running theme in this episode of like it feels like the show is trying to frame it that we should feel bad for Rachel in these moments where right. she's saying, like, I deserve the spotlight. Like, I deserved... I'm supposed to have all the solos. Like, I need this more than anyone else. And you not giving me all the solos is hurting me and hurting my chances and hurting my future. And to me, that doesn't sound great because it doesn't sound true because she is, like, a sophomore in high school or something and it's high school and it's high school glee club like there's not scouts in your high school glee club rehearsal listening like oh she didn't get to sing tonight she's not worthy of broadway
0: right there was an extent to which i thought she had some points where she was like she's still getting bullied everybody else is getting something out of it maybe she's not challenged that's the kind of stuff i get but at the same time like that's different than like everything else rachel berry
1: there's like i feel like a difference between needing well first of all Glee Club is an extracurricular. It's not about you, like, you can't move up a grade in Glee Club if you're not being challenged like you were, like, in math class, right? Right. But also, like, it's, yeah, it's an extracurricular. It's a shared experience. It's not Glee Club's job to be your resume. Right. Like, this is everyone's fun thing they're trying to do. So, it's just Rachel forgetting she's in high school.
0: And arguably, um... Cabaret would be a better move for her anyway, because mm-hmm. then she can audition for colleges with Sally Bowles on her resume.
1: Yeah! no, Like, I can't speak to what it's like to audition for a theater college, but I feel like if they're like, oh, Glee, huh?
0: <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I oh, mean,
1: Sally Bowles! Wow!
0: Oh! <laughs> Two very different uh, man. things. Now I'm getting flashbacks to the college audition... Process and um I think that's our cue to move on to the next scene. <laughs> Foreshadowing
1: alert, wait till you see how Glee deals with the college audition process. I'm
0: I'm already getting anxiety over it. I have two words um, for you,
1: and it's whoopee Goldberg.
0: Ooh, now I'm excited.
1: <laughs> um yeah, let's move on from Rachel being a shitty person, but like we we all know <laughs> that.
0: We all know that. Um so then we cut to Jenna Ushkowitz, Tina singing tonight. And, lovely. like, my note here is just, yes! Lovely. Lovely. Just a delightful, lovely, like, well-executed performance of tonight, of course, until the end, because that's the whole impetus for, like, the whole right. confidence thing.
1: The the last um, note goes poorly, but it's scripted goes poorly, not Jenna Ushkowitz can't sing goes poorly.
0: Right. Um, and, um, question here, kind mm-hmm. of a side note, is she supposed to be, like, a gothic character?
1: Yeah, they were definitely styling her in this gothic style like alternative right. goth um they sort of lose the plot with that i think like it's first of all not really a plot they don't like really bring it up but yeah like it's supposed to be that she's got sort of like what you might call an outcast style like she sure. has a stutter Fine. so she's not popular so she's sort of getting into it by dressing goth expressing herself but
0: the more confident she is as will points out the less she stutters huh. Which is delightful. And, like, I mean, oh, God, I, I love that what stuff. What a plot
1: point we'd love to explore instead of hearing Rachel complain about not being able to sing tonight.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: yeah, it's lovely. She well deserves it. Good for her, Tina.
0: But just like that, she just gives yeah. it up because confidence and, like, it should... Rachel should sing it. Whatever. Um, really quick to give it up. And then Finn comes in and cries on Matthew Morrison. So... He brings him to a buffet. Yeah. Um, which, like, clearly there's, like, that father figure thing that's developing here. You can see that. Um, also, like, buffet. Is that, like, an Ohio thing? Buffets? Like, let's go to a buffet and, uh, talk when it out. When we
1: lived in Colorado, once we went to a Golden Corral, which is a buffet-style restaurant, Ooh. and then we all got food poisoning. So...
0: That um, doesn't answer my question.
1: Do, do not endorse... I'm basically <laughs> trying to warn people maybe to not go to buffets to talk it out because okay. uh, it ends disastrously. And also, Denver oh, is west. Ohio is more west than we are now, so I guess the answer is maybe. <laughs> I would say if you're trying to feed a high school boy, a buffet might be a really economical solution because you just pay once, sure. and they can, depending on the boy, they can eat forever.
0: Especially, like, with the, quote, Frankenstein yes. of... um.
1: That guy was a bully, but that that act that description is spot on.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Finn talks to Matthew Morrison about, like, he wants more, he he needs a football scholarship, but the team has to win. So Finn convinces Will to bring like to come in and like teach the dudes on the football team how to dance. Maybe they'll join Glee Club. And now, another point that my roommate brought up do we think they actually bonded as um, Will and Finn, or do you think Will still feels a little bit bad that he extorted him into uh, joining? I group honestly
1: help? feel like Will has short term memory and completely like re- repressed that thing, like that he got Finn into. He's in his brain. He's probably like Finn has been here since the beginning and loves this and wants to be here unconditionally. Nothing bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, they bond. There's talk about how Quinn is definitely keeping the baby, which um, is an interest, like, an obvious thing that was gonna happen, yeah.
0: Good for the president of the celibacy club.
1: Yeah, I mean, oof. Um.
0: Woof. Which gets, which plants the seed in Terry's mind later that right. night. Right. Will
1: goes home and, over brushing their teeth, gossips to his wife, like, did you know that one of my students is pregnant by another one of my students? Which, like, I guess is a teacher thing to do. Yeah. And divulges all this information and, like, definitely saves the juiciest bit for last and be like, by the way, she's president of the celibacy club, which is also what I would do. Right. And Terry gets a little glimmer in her eye. Light bulb. Like, I bet this is a baby I could steal. (laughs) They've got a baby they don't want. I'm in want of a baby.
0: The math
1: works. You have baby, I need baby. Um...
0: There's some sort of logic law there. And then we go to the football locker room. Yes. Um where Ken basically tells all the football dudes that they are going to learn to dance because they are a garbage football team and they, I... quote, lost to a school for the deaf, which, yikes, yikes. um, like, uh, they can still be good at football.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, uh, all yeah. sorts of yikes. Finn brings up some sports, they... Finn and Will bring up some sports references of, like, here is sports people who did the dance. Um... <laughs> And I don't remember any of them except, like, Will names two normal people who I don't care about, and then Finn goes, and O.J. Um, O.J. And Will doesn't say, like, nope, let's not talk about that one. He just goes sort of like, yeah. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Also, fun fact, I didn't know this, but later, Ryan Murphy would go on to create the People vs. O.J. Simpson. Uh, So, foreshadowing? probably not
0: (laughs) the ryan murphy cinematic universe (laughs) oj exists in
1: all universes unfortunately yeah it's a big yikes yikes um
0: Um, and so then and they're in the choir room in full pads
1: uncomfortable but
0: so they're trying to learn the single ladies dance here and my question is why isn't Brittany teaching the dance and why is will teaching the dance because this implies that I don't know if it's all of a sudden, but this implies that Will knows the single ladies dance well enough to teach it I out.
1: thought that, well, first of all, Brittany's not teaching it probably because of some sort of internal sexism where the boys would not be willing to learn from a girl, you know?
0: Yeah, that I th- yeah, thought, that if I'm
1: remembering correctly, that Will is just teaching them, like, his basic, like, swing your hips like it's baseball, and that move where they step forward with their shoulder and then step back with their shoulder... And then he passes it off oh. to Kurt, and Kurt starts teaching them the single ladies' dance.
0: Okay, I mean, I... Will sure, Schuster only has two I, moves, and it's
1: move your hips uncomfortably, and then step forward with the shoulder and step back with the shoulder. That's it. <laughs> That's all he right. knows how to do. I mean,
0: I would say whatever works, but, like, clearly, it's not it's working. Not. Um, and, oh, right under that, my final note for the scene is, I'm uncomfortable.
1: Uh, yeah, for an episode that I quite like, I was uncomfy for a lot of it. Um, I yeah. like basically one of these um, plots, and the other two I don't care for. We see Mike Chang for the first time.
0: Yeah, people love they him. Should. Um, then we go right to the hallway where, plot twist, the baby's pucks. So,
1: great, um, also, again, talking about those things in very crowded hallways, this sort of brings me back to a point I was thinking about earlier, but I didn't want to, wanted to wait till we get to this point. So when Quinn, Quinn makes the decision to tell Finn that it's his, because She's right. smarter, so it seems like maybe she would know that it was impossible. She knows who's the baby's father. She knows you can't get pregnant right. from jizzing in a hot tub. So she does this mean that she looked up plausible theories? Or is she just lying and hoping Finn is too dumb to catch it? I mean, I
0: gotta think it's the second like, one. I've like... heard
1: the hot tub thing before, like, way back when I was a youth. Like, the hot tub myth of that you can get pregnant in a hot tub because the water's the right temperature for semen. Disgusting. Um, I hate it. But it's not, like, (laughs) Glee wasn't the first time I had heard this theory. So this does say to me that it's not just bad Ohio sex ed, that Quinn was actively deceiving Finn about this.
0: Right? I I would buy that. I would 100% buy that. I mean, like, Quinn is already part of this, like... Elaborate plot to sabotage the glee club, and we already know that Finn doesn't know who fucking Justin Timberlake is. If you don't know who Justin
1: Timberlake is, you definitely don't know how sex works.
0: But the one thing I did really like about this scene was that, like, the common denominator here is that everybody feels like a loser, Mm -hmm. even like the best football players, even the captain of the cheerleading team. The
1: coolest people in high school in Ohio still feel like losers.
0: Yeah, and they all want to get out of here, they all want to do something more than, like, stay, quote, Lima mm-hmm. Losers, which is their town yep. they're in. Um, by the way, Diana Agron is, like, a really great yes. actor. Like, just, j- like, all of, like, the styles shit aside, like, I just genuinely think she's excellent. Her reading
1: of the line, you got me drunk on wine coolers and I felt fat, um, was very good. <laughs> and, like, an- it another was. thing that made me, like, uncomfortable because, you know yikes it's
0: uncomfortable but something about that was also really funny and maybe that's like maybe i need to grow up a little bit but like <laughs> something about like maybe it was just the delivery, the delivery or the casualness was of that line got that.
1: also her like frankness of it like she's just so like yes yeah. like this is what happened these are the facts i'm not happy about it you shouldn't be happy about it and it's kind right. of like a tone that she under like she understands that he is in the wrong and he's she's sort of lording that over him that she knows he was in the wrong in a way i don't know it's definitely an uncomfortable thing to say and we don't love it but it was handled in a way that didn't make me want to throw up which is a pretty good right low bar but
0: which i mean that's a good start yeah then she runs away from puck into her car and terry's already there
1: movie shit uh To just, like, full on like, get into your car having an emotional breakdown because you're pregnant by a guy who's not your boyfriend and also you're in high school, and then you just turned in your passenger seat is a suburban blonde woman. (laughs) It's like finding a carrot (laughs) in your car. Is your
0: teacher's wife.
1: And I don't even know if she knows that, like, because she says, like, who are you? So it's not like Terry is a known enough Uh, figure to be like, oh, it's Mr. Schuster's wife. It's just like a woman in your car asking about your prenatal care. Which is something that no one should know about Oh god like
0: yeah. She should have yep. pressed charges yeah.
1: Horror movie shit
0: Horror movie shit gives Quinn prenatal yeah. vitamins She doesn't
1: come right out and say like Hi I'm interested in your baby um, Can I own it please but she does, like, plant the <laughs> prenatal seeds by giving her vitamins. Very weird. Again, I wrote down here.
0: Because there's that, like, very cinematic, just like, what do you want? And then it's just, like, a close-up of Terry's face just, like, malevol- malevolently smiling. Because, like, you cle- everybody knows, like, I want to steal your yeah. baby.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a baby transaction and it's uncomfy. Um, yeah, I hate it. Um, And it's such, like, Yo. but that's, like... Again, that's the sort of, like, weird, campy, like, dark comedy that works for me on Glee, is, like, Terry suddenly being in Quinn's car is good. Like, it's wild. That could be what this but, show like, is, like, that's yeah. the kind of beat I can get behind. Like, okay, yeah, this is funny. It'd be super weird to just show up in a teen's car and demand and make subtle hints about taking their baby from them. <laughs> To be fair, she doesn't want it. It's not gonna. It's just gonna go to waste. Otherwise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is dark.
1: <laughs> That's absolutely what Carrie is thinking.
0: You're right. You are 100 right though.
1: And then we're at the football it's game. Suddenly, just the like big that. game.
0: Um, the coach has a box of whistles and chooses one special one. Fine. This feels like I'm wa- um, I suddenly
1: started watching a sports show I did not sign up for. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Exactly. Sports, I guess. And, like, everybody in the
0: stands is oddly stoked for, like, knowing... Like, it's it's wildly known that they have, like, the shittiest team in the game. I guess
1: people just get excited about football? Can't relate.
0: I was gonna say, like, write in, email us if you're one of those people, or if that was, like, a part of your high school culture, because I think I went to all of, like, two football games, and it was only because it was either the homecoming game and or because, like, social... Right. I I tried to be social. We didn't even
1: do that. I didn't think. I don't think I went to. I went to zero, football games. I definitely went to at least one hockey game. Um, more embarrassingly, we I went to two jazz band performances. Uh, I mean, I went to jazz band performances uh, because I had a crush on the drummer. So, like, that's fair. The only reason to go to a football would be if I had a crush on a football player, and that wasn't going to happen.
0: I mean, as someone who like was in that like. Circle of people and whose like friends were in like the jazz band and the marching band. Like, I respect it, you know. I do I had to
1: go to the jazz, I don't even like jazz. <laughs> I believe that I do not like, I don't <laughs> care for jazz. So, oh, high man. school was a bad time. <laughs> it's just, um, so yeah, we're at the big game. There's special whistles. The big game. people are hyped. It's like, I presume some people, like Will and Emma, are there because they heard Kurt is kicking. And they're like, this is a big, like, we're yeah. here to support Kurt. We're here to support Finn now because he's part of the Glee Club. Kurt's dad is there to confirm that his son hasn't been weirdly lying to him about being the kicker. Kurt right. is there to prove that he and has he, been like, lying to his dad.
0: And uh, Kurt, like, jumps up and down and, like, is like, dad over here, dad over here. Which, oh, is, like, it's so it's sweet. Wholesome. And my note here is, what about this team sucks so much? Someone who knows football, please write in and tell us. I guess
1: us. they're just bad at... Running like I've had the rules of football explained to me a couple times, um, but like you look at their practices
0: from earlier on in the episode, and like they're doing some pretty intense yeah, stuff.
1: You know. Um,
0: like, and then all of a sudden, like they're like they go from like doing all this brawling shit to being immediately like either these guys on the opposite like, from team the jump are
1: beefy as hell, or they're just like maybe they all have big game nerves,
0: maybe, I and then so. They pull off the, like, the grand stunt. Yeah, it's down
1: to, like, the final seconds of the game, I think.
0: Right. Somehow, for having a shitty team, like, the other team has only scored, like, one touchdown Yeah, I think it's implied that they're
1: both pretty shitty teams, to be honest. Sure,
0: sure. But anyway, then the boys do the single ladies dance. Which, like, this was probably very cute and funny in, like, 2009, but I saw, I found out that this was after Saturday Night Live had done it with... Justin Timberlake and, um, like, Andy Samberg and Paul Rudd backing up actual Beyoncé.
1: Like, the single ladies joke, the single ladies trend was probably kind of over by this time. I guess you could read it as, like, a meta joke that, like, the way things travel to the Midwest, like, they're always a little bit behind on the trends. Like, but that would be giving them a lot of credit for making it this sort of, like, meta joke. Like, we know Single Ladies is over, but it wouldn't be over in a high school in Ohio. But exactly. I think that might be giving the um, creators of Glee a little more credit than they deserve.
0: I 100% agree with you. And, like, she was looking on from the crowd as they're dancing, and he's, like, really fucking proud of also, them. Also, there's,
1: like, dramatic shots of both, like, right before they start dancing of both Finn and Puck dramatically staring at Quinn, like, cheerleading in slow-mo. And then it immediately goes into them doing Single Ladies, so they're like... I gotta dance for this baby's love.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, like, I mean, as silly as it is, like, it was actually really well done, I thought. Like, so... it definitely built it up. And then, um, like, the other team is cracking your mama jokes, and, like, right before they go into the dancing, Puck is literally like, no, I had sex with your mom, in your bed, nice Star Wars sheets, and I'm like, why didn't they lead with that? Right? Because, like, that was clearly very devastating. Yeah.
1: To just be like, to have a your mom, like, because this guy's been throwing your mom jokes at them, all night. And then for Puck to turn around and be like, no, I just fucked your mom. It's not a joke. <laughs> like, I've just done it.
0: Again, as we said in the last episode, crushing yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Puck, man. Um, so they dance for the baby's love. It's definitely not a legal football move. Like, no. I guess <laughs> a coach being so crushed by having to coach a high school football game was just like, sure. Let them do their little dance. Yeah. No one cares.
0: And then, like, it works. Like, they actually score a touchdown. Yeah. And then Kurt has to do yes, his then job. Then per the
1: rules of football, which we both definitely know and understand, after they score a touchdown, Absolutely. it's time for do for the kicking. The customary <laughs> kick. Must happen.
0: The ceremonial kick.
1: It's time for emotions. Exactly. <laughs> it's time for me to have feelings and emotions. They're like setting up the field goal. And it's just like I did. I got I got a little emotional of Kurt making the field goal. Yeah,
0: and like it's adorable because like he is getting ready and his dad is like he's so Oh my god, that part which is, killed me. And so like little. he and he fucking scores the goal after doing the single ladies dance or like single ladies dance seamless transition into, into the beautiful kick. kick and like everybody is so proud of him. Will and Emma have a moment. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's
1: go back to his dad being ecstatically proud of him. First, by starting to be worried about his, his tiny stature, and then, like, clearly very proud that his son did a good football. <laughs> this can start my count of times Glee has made me cry. Um, it'll happen again. All right. But ding one off the, on that counter that, uh, watching Kurt make the field goal and everyone being proud and him and his dad having this, like, bonding moment of Kurt doing the sport got me a little verklempt.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. oh. Uh, Ugh. Because then we go straight to post-game... Uh, I was going Not Finn. Kurt was, like, doing his nightly skincare routine. Very yep. smart. And his dad comes in, and his dad just tells him, like, how proud he is of his son, and like, wishes that his mother could be there to see uh. that, which is where you find out that Kurt's mom has yeah. passed. So sad. But clearly he's doing very well. Yeah, which is like odd because like we've established that Kurt's family is pretty freaking rich. Like but his dad is kind of a Luddite in I a feel way. I
1: like based on where things kind of go, like I think they kind of maybe end up retconning a little bit how much money cuz they clearly filmed that episode before they I don't know if they like filmed the episode with a nice car and then decided wouldn't it be funny if we got Kurt's dad and he was like this like America beer and trucks kind of guy who's just like, I don't know much about no singing, but like, because you wouldn't expect him to be the kind of guy who's going to afford any sort of car that has spinning rims. Like, they're clearly doing okay because their house looks like... I don't know, Kurt lives in the basement of his house. It's not like he has a mansion. And like,
0: it's a nice basement. Like, it's, it's a nice... Like, what we know of the house is nice enough that, like, I believe that, like, they're well off.
1: I feel like they end up retconning it a little bit, like, that he's not that rich. Or maybe that it was, we're supposed to believe that it was a very splurgy purchase, but whatever. Sure. Um, They talk about their feelings, and then... And... Kurt comes out to his dad.
0: Which is very sweet.
1: It's super sweet. It really, like, that's the second time, though, that I... I mean, I was still emotional from the field goal, and then I got more emotional at, like... A pretty nicely done like father's home coming out scene.
0: We'll count it. Put it on the board.
1: Yep. Ding ding. And like of
0: course like his dad knows his dad has known since he was three when all he wanted for birthday for his birthday <laughs> was a sensible pair of heels. God,
1: an icon. Like
0: and it's like maybe he's not in love with the idea, but he loves him just as much, which like in 2009, yeah. like, I totally see that being the reality. Like, And I
1: could see this in 2009 as being a big deal to see on TV.
0: 100%. Like, that was oddly progressive for Ohio at the time.
1: And especially for the audience that is watching this show, because the audience of this show was high school kids. And probably exactly. some kids in high school who were, you know, gay and not out to their dads and didn't really, right. like, were scared to come out to their dads. So seeing this come out and... I really like that they didn't go for, like, I love and accept you. Like, it was, I love and accept you, but I do like that they kept in the, like, look, this is something that I have to work with. Like, I'm not totally comfortable because I'm a Luddite from Ohio. Um, but right. my love for you supersedes my preconceived notions about, like, gay people. And I like that representation that it wasn't, yeah, like, absolutely. That it's going to be a little bit of work for both of them, but that, you know, yeah. that ultimately caring about his son was what's most important to him, and I love I love it.
0: And then, of course, we have to go straight to Puck being a dick to yeah. Finn and Quinn, and, like, I, I, Finn just doesn't get that, like, Puck is in on the know or something.
1: Well, he's the one who told Puck about the pregnancy, and now he thinks Puck's just being a dick about it for the sake of being a dick about it. Right. He can't pick up on the way that Quinn can that he's basically jealous
0: and then we and then we just about finish off with the final sue's corner of the episode yeah which is like full trump mentality where like she literally says like convince yourself they're cheering for you
1: yeah like, they will be that's just too foreboding in this day and age right
0: and then like she also like the note here I have from that little speech is give not being homeless a try equals stop being poor a la yeah. Paris Hilton
1: yeah 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 again something that played better before but everyone's watching the news and it's uh and then like that's it that's the episode
0: that's the episode and now the the club has three new glee club members
1: yes the oh yeah boys of football join um yeah which is we love to see it now they're a full they're a full gang they're a full gang except
0: leah michelle quits right to play sally bowls and cabaret
1: what's gonna happen
0: Maybe this time in B-flat, which is not something you do. You don't do that.
1: You don't. And also, is that-
0: Like, just, like, realistically. Is
1: that- I don't- how- can you sing maybe this time in B-flat? Yeah,
0: you can. I actually think, like, I'll have to- when we get to the next episode, I'll, like- I'll actually have to do some, like, musical digging, I think, but, like, (laughs) I think the key is actually pretty close to that.
1: Sometimes in Glee, they just say notes, and the notes mean nothing to me, so I have to assume they mean something to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could say, I don't, I don't know if they mean anything to the writers either, if they're like, I know B-flat's a note people singing, right? (laughs) Exactly,
0: yeah, right. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, this episode was both weirdly, like, jam-packed. Like, we have, like, three plots happening. We have, like, the football team plot, we've got the Kurt and his dad plot, we've got Terry faking baby plot, and we've got Quinn pregnant plot. Like, jam-packed. Yeah. And then also felt like sort of empty? Like there was no totally, songs.
0: Right. I totally forgot that this was all the same episode. It's at the, point. both
1: the longest episode and also the shortest in some ways. Right. Cuz there's only two song performances in this. The whole episode really is built around Beyonce's Single Ladies. And they're not even yeah. singing it. They're just playing it over the radio,
0: which I'm wondering how much money they had to pay to make that happen.
1: They're like, "Look, folks, we spent it all on Beyonce. You can't sing a like this one." <laughs> We yeah. can get two bars of tonight and one Celine Dion song. <laughs> Which, I guess, this is going to make our choice a little easier. But, um, let's say you've got a shiny, fresh 99 cents on your iTunes gift card that you need <laughs> to spend on, on a Glee song from this episode to put on your iPod. Which one are we spending 99 cents on?
0: Man, I know this isn't the right answer, but I think I'm going to go with taking chances. Like I
1: would say that's the right answer. That...
0: Thank you. That song slaps.
1: It does. It's a good Rachel Berry song. I don't say that lightly because after my, I'm, I'm old and jaded, and I'm tired of hearing Leah Michelle sing songs on Glee. Um, I mean, yeah. Look, it's not going to be the first or last time we hear Rachel Berry sing a song. Um, spoilers. <laughs> so while well, I want to say tonight because I want to support Jenna Ushkowitz, and absolutely. I you know good for her, justice for Tina. Like, realistically, taking chances is more what what we're going to listen to. Um, Hold on, I want to do a quick a little fact check here if my Spotify will load. I wonder if they even released tonight as a single you could buy. I feel right? like they, I, I'm sure they did. Let's see, let's see, Pushing it, Mercy Buster when just taking... No, they didn't. <laughs> no! So, sorry guys, you can't even buy Jenna Ashkowitz singing tonight. But that will conclude our watching of episode four, Pragers You can join us next week to watch episode five, The Road's Not Taken. Um...
0: Hey listeners, this is the part of the episode where not only did Karina have technical difficulties the first time we recorded, but I had technical difficulties the second time we recorded, by which I mean my bathroom ceiling flooded, and I hit pause, and then after we dealt with the whole mess, I forgot to hit record again. So, if you'd like to find Karina, you can find her at Epic Adventure of on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at Iboroski on Twitter and Instagram, and the show is at Glee Aggressive on all the social media platforms and gleeaggressive at gmail.com if you'd like to write us a long form email as always karina asked me if i wanted to watch episode five based on watching episode four and i gave you a resounding yes so i cannot wait to watch episode five and talk about it with you next time on glee aggressive bye